When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast here on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I am your host, Jason. I am here with Eric. Eric, I made a huge boo-boo and uh, seemingly must have deleted my file for part two of our bowl episodes. And so now we're having to do this again. <laughs> Timmy's yep. not here. And uh, we're just going to we're gonna give the listeners what they want. We're going to give them part two of the bowls, but we're going to shoot from the hip. Here and just yep, kind of episode work. two, part two. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, part two of uh, episode, part two of part two, if you will. So, uh, when we last broke, we had uh, done the ep- part two of uh, the bowl pick them just like we did part one, where we uh, gave each other some games and this, that, and the other, and you know, made it a little bit interesting. And uh, I would like to point out that so far in the bowl pick them, uh, you're 0 for 1. We suck. Yeah, well, I mean, collect, we're all 0 for 1. Um, and that the uh, Coastal and Northern Illinois game is the only one that is actually completed uh, <laughs> as, as, as of the taping of this show. So the Shants had a chance. They were up, uh, they had the ball up six with about three minutes left across midfield. I thought they might try to, to uh, get the dagger score and cover that 10 and a half, and they did not. And But they did pull it out. So good for them. Yeah, yeah, big big bowl win for them. That's uh, they lost their bowl game last year, so good season for them. Jamie Chadwell, he's uh, I, I, what maybe another year of this before he gets a big time job. I mean, I would think. Am I crazy? I would think. I mean, I I really thought someone was going to pick him up this uh, this cycle, but um, he's looks like he's going to be back in Conway for another year. Uh, I saw earlier this afternoon that uh, Grayson McCall. Is uh, apparently there was some speculation out on whether or not he was going to maybe transfer somewhere. He put out a statement that ended with "I when I say I piss teal, I mean it," which is about a strong endorsement of uh, of, of staying as, as you can get. So he'll he'll be back. Um, you know they're they're losing their tight end, who's a really really good player, and uh, we'll be we'll be seeing him on Sundays next year and their best receiver. But I think they'll find a way, and I think they'll probably be pretty good again. Indeed, they should. Well, and it doesn't help that they, or it doesn't hurt them that they play in a weak ass conference. So, doesn't know, hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt them at all. So, all right. Well, since Timmy is not here, he, because obviously we've got, we've all got holiday stuff going on. 
It is currently December 21st. Um, San Diego State and UTSA is going on right now. And uh, Timmy's got them at plus, uh, San Diego State at what? Plus two and a half? Is that right? He's got them at plus he's, two and a half? He's got, uh, he's got UTSA plus two and a half. Oh, he rode UTSA? I thought he rode. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. No, Timmy, he's got San Diego State plus two and a half. So yeah, he's in good shape two. so far because yeah. uh, the Aztecs lead 17-14 at halftime. Yeah, currently. there you go. Okay. That's why I was, I, I thought he took them. So Yeah, I got that mixed up. Well, well, I, you were probably thinking of me because I actually liked UTSA there. But you know, eh, I, what didn't you tell me that the underdog is six and zero in bowl games thus far against the spread? Uh, uh, well, when I said that, uh, the underdogs were five and zero against the spread through the first five games. Um, and I actually looked at this right before we hopped on because I was curious to see if that trend had continued, uh, and it. It is not. Uh, oh. Underdogs are six and four against the spread in oh bowl games thus far. So, but they've won four games outright. So, you know, for for you money line folks out there. Hmm. Well, interesting. All right. So, what? I guess we can just go ahead and get into these because, just in the interest of not wasting much time here, uh, we can go ahead and sort of get into the first round of games that was given mm-hmm. um now timmy gave me a choice of let's see here yep he, he let you pick your carolina yeah the, oh yeah that's right okay north carolina and, and the, south carolina yeah yep and, and the duke's mayo bowl yeah <laughs> yeah the duke yeah the duke's mayo bowl which the current line is up to eight and a half Let's mm-hmm. see. And I had them at eight and a half. Eight and one. a half as well. Okay. So the line has not moved since we picked. When did we record? What what day was that? Uh we recorded on Wednesday. So it would have been the uh fifteenth. Oh wow. Yeah. So So I I I think it moved uh after you know, in those first couple of days after opening and a lot of these they moved initially, then we recorded and some have moved since, but most have stayed put. Okay. Most of the movement was initial. All right. So, yeah, for you listeners out there, we we're going to uh out of fairness, we're going to stick with the picks that we made a mm-hmm. week ago for some of these yep. bowl games. Even if we hate them now. Yeah, even if we hate them now and there's been a lot of opt-outs now, uh in the interest of making picks and pitting ourselves against one another, we're going to stick with that, but understand if there is a um uh, a bet that we made that's bad, we'll just tell you it's bad and you probably shouldn't make that bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're not out to lose anybody any money. Um, And we're talking about one in just a couple of minutes. But first, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yes, but first, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I rode South Carolina minus, or uh, North Carolina, sorry, minus eight and a half. I, man, do you, I mean, do you think I'm crazy with that? I know we didn't really talk or harp on it much. I mean, I I don't really like South Carolina in this game. I think North Carolina's offense is going to just kind of run up the score on them. Receivers, uh, they couldn't catch a cold if it was the middle of February, dropping everything. Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't think any of us dislike that pick. You know, and I think for as good a job as Shane Beamer has done, even getting that team to a bowl game this season, you know, I just I just don't see them hanging with North Carolina. But you know, that's why they play the game. Now him and Mac Brown both uh, apparently have publicly stated that they are willing to get the the Duke's Mayo uh bath uh in lieu of the traditional Gatorade jug so oh, that's you know, if, if you want to 
<laughs> yeah, if you want to if you want to bet this game solely on which coach you would like to see doused in mayonnaise, then yeah, that makes I, me want to vomit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a mayo fan either, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I, I like your pick. If if I was picking that one, I would go the same way. Well, Sam Howell suiting up for sure is pretty much my uh, right. The that's the go that, no go point. Right in the episode that was uh, somehow or another uh, evaporated. That was kind of my selling point for this was like okay well he's gonna it's a basically a a tryout for you know the nfl so Mm -hmm. you know he's preparing for the draft and all that so him suiting up that's why i went with eight and a half so we did all like that which also scares me (laughs) because anytime we all agree i'm like oh shit yeah our track record's a little spotty there indeed it is as far as as far as being unanimous all right so uh the next one uh eric you were given the mm-hmm. uh, a team that I think pinstripe. you're uh, at the, yeah the pinstripe bowl which I, I don't think you're going to continue to enjoy this pick you've made here so tell tell me a little bit no. about Virginia Tech. <laughs> so the the first thing is uh, this is a bowl game between two teams that I think are not very good. Uh, now I am a I'm not part of the too many bowls crowd. Like give me all the bowls, just not this one. Um, I was not enthused <laughs> about getting this game. Uh, a week ago, and I was not enthused about the pick I made a week ago when it was a pick 'em uh, between Virginia Tech and Maryland. Uh, I picked Virginia Tech. I have absolutely zero faith that I'm going to put that one in the win column uh, because since then, Virginia Tech's starting quarterback and primary backup have entered the dreaded transfer portal. Uh, so even though I think Maryland kind of sucks, we suck. At least they have a quarterback. I- yeah, at least they have a quarterback who is not a third stringer and has played this year. So that one is not looking good, but that was the deal we made on the front end. So I'm going to ride it out. Um, and <laughs> well, and just, you know, what's funny is the way the way the way this year has gone, it would shock me if Virginia Tech came in and won yeah. with some walk on. You know, it just. Yeah. Why? Oh, God. Which I mean, do uh, we know who's playing quarterback for them? Do we even know? Well, you should know that. Uh, I don't remember the kid's name. Timmy told me. But, some guy, some, yeah, some guy from the student yeah. section, basically. Connor Blumrick is my man. I'm, I am on the <laughs> Connor Blumrick train. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, it, it's a pick em. It was a pick em. What's the line? It was. What, what's the line for, currently? Uh, what is it? It's moved to Maryland minus three and a half. Oh, man. So, yeah, ever since all these transfers and stuff, it's yeah. exploded so, in their direction. So, nobody else likes Virginia Tech either. Yeah, no. So, I'm, I'm expecting to take an L on that one. 100%. Timmy's got some money laid on Maryland. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I mean, he, and he said he liked Maryland in that game already, even then. Yeah. Mm. Well. So that one, I'm not going to fault you because I, after what Maryland did to me earlier this year, I couldn't have picked them. I probably would have rode VT too. So, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you probably got some scars on that one. I do, but. man. They, mm, that, I should have known better. But at the same time, at least put up a good showing, man. Fifty-one to fourteen. Come on. Mm, so, bad look. yeah, bad. Well, no, bad, bad, bad process. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, or that. Yeah, that. But, All right. But the less the less said about the pinstripe bowl this year, uh, the better. Um, Agreed. Now, yeah. Now, to finish out that first round, I gave Tim the Music City Bowl, which was Tennessee favored by four versus Purdue. Yeah, and the line has moved to four and a half now in favor yep. of Tennessee. And he had Tennessee. 
I don't know. I, I don't we, dislike we, that. No, I don't either. Um, and I think we all kind of liked, or maybe, maybe it was just me that liked the over in that one. Uh, um, 63 and a half. Yeah. I mean, I probably like that too. I mean, it, it opened at 58 and a half and it's all the way up to 63 and a half. So I would think <laughs> pretty much. The, yeah. I think everyone likes the over. Yeah. Everyone likes the over there. So, I mean, Tennessee's offense, pretty good. You know, your former, uh, high school basketball nemesis. Yeah. Uh, he knows how to coach offense. I'll give him that. He does. So, but plus it's in Tennessee's backyard practically. I mean, it's in Nashville. So I mm-hmm. don't know. I kind of, I don't really want to say that I like Tennessee to cover that. I'm with you. I would personally take the over, but. Right. I, I think, and that's what, and you know, initially when we were going to pick our own games, that was when I was looking at was that over. Cause it was, I believe at 62 um, on my notes is what the, what the total was at that point. And, you know, Tennessee's averaging like 38 or 39 a game. Um, Purdue has, has a pretty good offense. And I, I just, I liked that total more than either, you know, cover, you know, either side, really. I think four is probably a decent line. So, well, if I can but, remember now, if I can get to it here, if I remember correctly, isn't uh, Purdue's like best two offensive players not playing? Like David Bell, he's not playing, right? Uh, David Bell is not. And I don't, that might have been after we recorded because I don't have anything about that. Okay, here it is. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, David Bell, he is, he's not playing. And, uh, also, their defensive end, I don't know how to say his name, Laftis, Carl Laftis, that guy. The big, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that def- guy's a stud. Yeah, he is. He's like a potentially a first rounder. He's not playing either. So basically, their best two players are not playing. And so that's Timmy's probably on a good, good one there. So, uh, so moving to this next round of picks here. Uh, let's see. Where am I at? Uh, Tim gave you the uh, Birmingham Bowl. Oh, yeah. You took. You you took Houston and the points, which at the time was three points oh. uh, against Auburn. Oh God, what is it now? I wonder. Let's see. Oh yeah, two and a half. Oh okay, so it's it's actually slimmed a little bit. People like yeah. Auburn. Hmm, interesting, man. Well, I still like Houston there. I just I I can't buy into the fact that Auburn's going to show up. I just, I mean, which we saw Bo Nix transferred to Oregon. You kidding me? Wonder how that, wonder how that deal with Milo's sweet tea's working out now, <laughs> up in Oregon. Because I don't, I don't know if they sell Milo's up there. Maybe they're looking to expand their footprint. I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I would be curious to see what they're thinking. Like, wait, where the hell are you going? <laughs> I know. Like, what? Of all the places that I thought he would land, that was not in my. You know, even in my top 10 of places I thought he would go. I know he was texting Lane Kiffin, maybe go to Ole Miss. Yeah, I th- I thought certainly he would stay in the eastern half of the United States. But uh, no, I couldn't have, I couldn't have, if you asked me, come up with too many places that I thought would be a weirder or more strange or surprising destination for him than Oregon. But yeah, we'll see what he can do. It's not like they have anyone better at the moment. Yeah. Plus, I mean, like I say... All the transfers and all this nonsense with Auburn, man. I just, ugh, I don't like it. Give me Houston. I'll take the points. I mean, God, it's slim to two and a half since I picked it. I would take, like, I may actually lay some money on that (laughs) instead of just picking it on this pod. Like, that seems kind of juicy to me. I I got no faith in Finley to show up and dominate Houston. Yeah, that's that's one of those games where I look at it and I, like, I kind of question, is the correct team favored? 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, same. I mean, that that's exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like Houston should be favored in this game. But, you know, but I could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, Auburn's, I mean, we're talking about a team that almost lost to Georgia State this year. We sucked. Yeah, almost lost to Georgia State and almost beat Alabama. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. They're one of the more unpredictable teams of an unpredictable season. So. Oh, yeah, easily. So, I don't know. Houston minus three. I like it. I'll take it all day, especially at two and a half. But, uh, and then next, let's see. I gave you, oh, baby. I gave you the Golden Row, row, go- row your boat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the Gophers. Who are they playing? I forget now. God, I don't have it pulled uh, up in front of me. Let's see here. They're playing West Virginia in oh, the yeah. guaranteed rate bowl. Yeah, there it is. West Virginia. Current line is minus four and a half. Yep. Yeah, this is, I I have them uh, I have them laying four, and I still like that pick. I still think they're the better team. I don't think West Virginia is very good, and uh, I haven't seen anything in the last couple of days that uh, personnel wise affecting these teams. So yeah, I, I tell you what, I like that one a hell of a lot better than Virginia Tech. Yeah, no shit. Oh God, let's see but, here. Yeah, no, I, th- I think Fleck will get it done. <laughs> let's see if there's any updates to this since I looked at it. Uh, nope, nope, nope. All the same news still. So yeah. I don't, I feel like West Virginia is one of those teams that shouldn't even be in a bowl game this year. <laughs> like, they yeah. stink. So we actually, we alluded to it in, in part one or episode one, because one of the games, I don't remember whose, whose game it was, uh, got the Frisco Bowl, which Timmy. is not going to. Yeah, it was Timmy. Yeah, he, I think he, oh, okay, yeah, that's the game tonight. Um. Yeah, so I gave him the Frisco Bowl, and we mentioned, you know, not to be confused with the Frisco Football Classic. Right. And and we were like, yeah, and, you know, never heard of that one. How, you know, curious why there were two games in Frisco, Texas, in addition to the FCS Championship game this week. So the Frisco Football Classic, for those who didn't uh, understand how that one came about, the NCAA realized, hey, we have we have forty one bowl games, but we have eighty three bowl eligible teams. Uh, so they sort of in conjunction with ESPN, I believe, sort of just created a game out of thin air a couple of weeks ago. And that is how the Frisco football classic came to be. Hmm. Well, it's a uh, great, featuring- way, great, great way to raise money when you're like, okay, who's the highest bidder? Who wants a bowl game in their name? Right. Yeah. Anyone who owns a hotel in Frisco, Texas is loving this decision because they're <laughs> like, wait, we get three games. And uh, I mean, that one's on the 23rd. It's, it's the day. Uh, there's a day in between, right? Is it, we're recording this Tuesday night, Thursday, North Texas and Miami of Ohio are going at it. And then on, I believe it's Saturday. It might be next week, uh, North Dakota state and Montana state for the FCS title. So Frisco's getting, uh, it's a, it's a busy place to be this month. Mm, North Dakota state, Montana state, who you got just off the coast. North Dakota state, North Dakota. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's not even close. Yeah. I actually watched most of their game against James Madison in the semifinal game. I didn't watch any of the Montana State, South Dakota State game, but uh, yeah, yeah, North Dakota State, James Madison kind of had the uh, SEC championship game feel where you you kind of feel like, okay, well, whoever wins this is is the favorite. It's almost not really like the championship game with an add-on, but that was probably the two best teams play. They just happened to be on the same side of the bracket, but yeah, uh, sure. Give me the bison. It's still amazing to me that they're such a juggernaut out in the middle of nowhere like they are. This is yeah. crazy. Change their whole coaching staff, still a juggernaut. Yeah, routine. Yeah, somebody. Uh, Kansas uh, State 
took their whole coach staff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they took their entire yeah. staff. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said Kansas, but they got the guy from Buffalo. Yeah. Um, yeah. K State yeah, they, takes their entire staff, offensive, defensive coordinators, head coach, and North Dakota State still doing it. I don't get how they yep. are so right, good. Right back at it. Yeah. I don't know how they're so good out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, like, who wants to go to North Dakota to go to college? I, I don't know. I've been to North Dakota. Uh, I drove through it, and it was the most boring drive in the history. Yeah, I mean, driving, <laughs> yeah, driving through it is painful. But, I mean, in Fargo, you're right there on the border. Yeah, I mean, you're actually close to the South Dakota and Minnesota border. They get a lot of kids from Minnesota and, you know, who aren't quite like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa material. Yeah, and they get kids who want to go there because they play indoors. You know, not not every team in in that conference has an indoor stadium. So, you know, I, you can about imagine what playing football outside in November in North Dakota would be like. And I yeah. don't know that too many people would want to do that routinely. No, playing in the snow bowl. This conversation's going nowhere. Speaking of kids from Minnesota, so you did ride Minnesota uh, against mm-hmm. West Virginia. That was, I thought, you know, an easy pick. And you know, I just wanted to. I, I wanted to ride the Gophers, but you know I had to give them to someone. <laughs> so right. I was like, I can't give them to myself. So, uh, but then tell me about this last game you gave to Timmy. It's the I believe the Peach Bowl. Is that right? The Peach, yeah. The I gave Timmy the Peach Bowl, and that game looks an awfully lot different now um, than it than it did then. Oh, that's right, because Kenny Pickett opted out, didn't he? Yeah. At the time, Michigan State was a two and a half point favorite, so Timmy took Pitt. And the points. Um, and then the next day, uh, Kenneth Walker III announced that he is uh, not playing the game. He's preparing for the draft. And short, I want to say a couple. I think it was over the weekend. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett is not playing either. So we all kind of liked Pitt in that one because Michigan State's pass defense has struggled so much. I mean, they're bad. We suck. Kenny Pickett um, opting out. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll see. That, that game looks a lot different now. Um, yeah, you know, and the total for this game is still fifty-five and a half. I feel like I've, I feel like we just need to hammer the under there. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Anyone, anyone who took, who took the under when it opened at sixty-two and a half oh, has to be love, oh, loving yeah. their position right now. Yeah, free money, <laughs> like that. Free money. That's what I feel like when I see sixty-two and a half. But I mean, even at fifty-five right, and game. a half, that's still pretty juicy. I don't, I don't know. I would have to do some thinking on it, but. Uh, I think I would still take that under, yeah. I kind of like the pit money line, too. I mean, at plus 112, if they do happen to win. Because, I mean, we've seen Michigan State, man. Without Kenneth Walker, like, they stink. I mean, they look like yeah. an average team without him. So, kind of like the pit money line there. I don't know. That or the under. Yeah. Pick one. So, Timmy's in deep shit well, there without Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's got the two and a half points. But, um, yeah, we'll see. That one. That one's much more cool. You know, much closer to toss-up status now than it it was when he made the pick. But all right, well, uh, before we move to round three, I am going to take just a second and tell you guys about our corporate sponsor, DraftKings. Uh, they are an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Any of you guys who are college football fans and you like violence, you know, you can also watch hockey because it's very violent and fun to watch. But uh, speaking of DraftKings, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. There's no ties in the NHL anymore, so somebody's going to light it up and 
you'll win some money, you know, either way, if someone scores a goal. So sports booking available in your state, don't worry about it. You you can still get on the action. Everybody can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. They are giving away a free shot at millions of dollars to all new customers in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. That is the Pigskin Podcast Network acronym. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, one way, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Eric, so now that we got that out of the way, let's move to this last round of picks here. I want winners. All right, so the last round of picks, who, man, Timmy threw Wisconsin and Arizona State. He did it to me. He made me pick on a fucking Herm Edwards game. Yep, set you up for Herm. (laughs) I'm like, oh, for my life, betting on any game that involves Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. It says I took under 42. So let's see what the current line is. The current line, okay, the total's still 42 there. So... Yeah, that one didn't move. Yeah, no. Uh, and the line is Wisconsin minus six and a half. I actually like this more and more now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I like Wisconsin there. I, I feel like Wisconsin could just roll them. But I don't know. What do you think? I kind of go back and forth on Arizona State as far as how good are they really. Um, you know, Wisconsin has has been better the second half of the season offensively. Uh, at least a little bit. They they run the ball really well, uh, and I think they struggled in the first half of the season trying to find really who the who the right guy was um, back there. So I think I like Wisconsin. I, I certainly like Wisconsin to win. I don't know about the six and a half though, just because neither team really scores much. So one team winning by more than like three or four points seems kind of dicey. But I do like the under, which is what you actually picked. Yeah, I took under 42. I mean, that it's that's a really low total, but I could totally see this being like a 24 to 7 game, you know, something like that in favor of Wisconsin. I just don't it blows my mind that Herm Edwards still has his job in the middle of all the, yeah. you know, the midst of all this recruiting scandal and mm-hmm. all the shit that's going on there and it's like all the news coming out of there is like he's lost total control of the team and the locker room and all of that. So yeah, I, I don't think they're in a very good place right now. No. So I, I just can't imagine that they come out and put up a great show and against a team like Wisconsin who, you know, I mean, even in games like this, typically just goes in and takes care of business. So, hello? Yeah, typically Wisconsin isn't the type of team that um, doesn't show up for a bowl game, you know, where where they have guys like mentally checked out. Like, they'll they'll show up and I think they'll be ready to play now. December 30th in Las Vegas, um, you know, for a, <laughs> yeah. for an, er, for an early afternoon game. Uh, but, um, you know, you're talking late December coming from Wisconsin and now you're in Las Vegas. Yeah, maybe I, I still like Wisconsin. I think I would probably, if I had to ch- choose the spread, I would probably take Wisconsin and lay the points, but I like the under, uh, best out of that. 
Yeah, I mean the only I feel like if you're if you're looking at the party scene, I feel like the Wisconsin kids would be more affected by that than Arizona State. I mean, Arizona State's like the number one party school in the country. Right. You know. Yeah. So I mean the guys from Arizona State, they're gonna show up to Las Vegas and for them it's gonna be like, Yeah, okay, like this is like Tuesday for us. Yeah. But for the Wisconsin <laughs> kids. Yeah. We're already hungover, man. Yeah. So. Um so I don't know. That would be like the one thing that gives me pause, but I I'm sure that they'll, they'll you know, have thought about that going in and they'll probably be ready to to yeah, I, they go to these big bowl games and there's a lot of uh you know events non-football game events and some community service stuff that usually that happens I, I they keep these kids time pretty well occupied you know now we may wake up on the 30th and find out that you know well so-and-so is suspended for the game and it probably has to do with you know stumbling into the hotel at 2 a.m or something but <laughs> i think wisconsin will be ready to go yeah i'd have to agree next i gave you Oh, man, I gave you the Ohio State. Yeah, gave me the Rose Bowl. Yeah, the Rose Bowl. Yeah, there you go. So, let's see. The line, what was it? Ohio State minus six and a half? Is that what it was? Uh, yes. Yep, and it has stayed there. The total hasn't moved either. You know, we talked briefly about, hey, these guys have one common opponent, and that common opponent is Oregon, and those games went drastically differently for these two teams, right? Uh, Utah went out and just throttled, just beat the brakes off of Oregon twice in three weeks. Yeah. And now you kind of rewind back to week two and Oregon ran up and down the field on Ohio state in the horseshoe and uh, won by, I believe two touchdowns, but I still like Ohio state minus the six and a half. The, the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is Utah might be able to get the run game going. Uh, I think they're going to have to, I think it's going to be kind of their game plan is to pound the ball and, and keep CJ Stroud on the sideline as much as they possibly can. Um, you might even see them try to convert some fourth and shorts just to try to maintain possession as much as they can. But uh, I think Ohio State's just just going to be too much for them. Yeah. I, if this was the Ohio State team that played against Oregon, currently, even to this point, there's no news of any opt-outs for either team. So I, mean, I feel like if Ohio State's coming with a full squad and all those horses they've got, I just don't think Utah has a chance to keep this one within six and a half. <laughs> no way. I don't know. I mean, everybody's underestimated Utah most of the season. I did mm-hmm. not. I thought they would win the Pac-12. They did. But that being said, I mean, they're this is in Oregon. They're running up against. like Right. I mean, this is... They're running up against a juggernaut now. And I mean, I know Michigan beat Ohio State pretty handily, but I think Michigan's really good. Well, they're they're very good, and they beat them by running the ball and keeping Ohio State's offense off the field as much as they can. And the weather uh, probably benefited Michigan a little more than it benefited Ohio State in that game, right? Whereas uh, in the 30s, some snow flurries on and off, breezy. But um, I don't, you know, Michigan's defense and Utah's defense are not the same. And I don't yeah, think no. Utah probably is going to be able to run the ball as well as Michigan does with, with, with their three headed monster they have. Yeah. I so, just don't think they have the same caliber of athletes. I mean, they that, don't. that's really and, what it boils down to for me. It's a talent issue. I, I think Utah is really well coached. I think they have a great scheme. I think Cam rising is really good. I think if he'd have been starting the whole year, they're probably undefeated. And in the playoffs, I, I don't know. If they're not undefeated, they're pretty close to it. Maybe one loss, you know. So, I don't know. Uh, but overall, I think Ohio State is just going to be too much for them. So, I like that pick. 
I'm with you there. I don't think, I think there's a reason it hasn't really moved. I think it's a good line, a safe line. So, and then last but not least, you gave, you gave Tim, let's see, Penn State and Arkansas. Yep. Gave him the Outback Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Outback Bowl. And he took the, what did he take? The under? Is that right? He took the, he took under 47. Yeah. Now, Traylon Burks has opted out and declared for the draft. Yep. And he, he had already done that yeah. when Tim made that pick. Okay. And then, let's see, Arkansas also lost defensive end Trey Williams, who's entered the draft after he got arrested for DWI. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he yeah, he wouldn't have been playing anyways, I'd assume. Right. So, uh, and according to Franklin, Penn State's entire team is still playing. So, yep. I don't know. Yeah, they are. And but the problem for him is I just don't know that his I just don't know that his team is that good. Right. Even you know, one hundred percent of your team that's slightly above average is still slightly above average. So I don't know. I, I don't know that I would have taken the under because I don't, you know, Penn State offensively isn't isn't all that great. Um Arkansas has had some some games where they scored bunches, but those weren't against the same type of defenses either as they're gonna see in this game. So Well, strangely uh, just, enough, I kinda like I'm big on unders in Penn State games. You know, I kind of like unders. Usually they're not a very high scoring team usually, but right. losing Brent Pry is interesting to me. Like you lose your defensive coordinator. He's not going to coach the bowl game. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't even have news of who the interim DC is at this point. I don't think so. Uh, I, yeah. So typically it's like a collaborative effort between the two most senior position coaches. So right. they, they did hire Manny Diaz. And it sounds like he is, he's there, he's on campus and he's going to be helping with some of the game planning and in some practices, but calling the game, um, that's going to, you know, it's going to be whatever defensive assistance didn't leave with Brett Pruia, whether it's safety's coach or linebacker's coach or whatever, it's going to be uh, someone they elevated from within for this game. So, you know, it'll be someone who understands what, what these players do well and what they don't, but it might not be someone who's who's been in that spot calling a game, uh, you know, who's, who's been in it and haven't played a play to play, you know, okay, what are we, how are we lining up? What are we looking for type thing? So it's a little uh, bit of a baptism by fire for somebody. And I'll be curious to see uh, a, who that is and B how they deal with that. So I don't know. I, I think I'd probably still lean under cause just cause Penn state's offense isn't very good. And if Traylon Burks isn't playing, then really you're looking at, uh, KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders being the two primary playmakers, and, and I don't know that they've got a anyone out wide who's really going to be much of a threat against Penn State. So I think I probably like the under in this. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's I think it's a good total. Really, I think that's kind of right where it's going to end up. So I probably wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole if I'm just being honest. Yeah, probably not. I think I might take Arkansas straight up if I you know as far as whether or not I agree with Tim's pick, yeah, I think I would go with the under uh, versus the over. But the play I think I would like most would be Arkansas plus the points because I just I'm not convinced that Penn State's the better team. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, they seven and five. I mean, they weren't very good. I don't know. So should be a good game though. I, I'm excited to watch it. Um, you know, it's, I think it'll be a good New Year's Day special. So. Uh, and then these last couple of games I want to throw at you because honestly, I don't even remember what we talked about with them. Iowa and Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl. Currently, let's see, the line is Iowa and Kentucky. There it is. The line's two and a half right now. 
in favor mm-hmm. of Kentucky. And the total yep. is 44 and a half. Under? <laughs> under, yeah. Under? Under anyone? all day. So somehow, <laughs> somehow the total has, it opened at 42 and a half and it went up to 45, down to 44, up to 45. And now it's kind of settled in that sweet spot, 44 and a half. And I still am all over this under. Yeah, I would have uh, to agree. Because Iowa's offense is putrid. It's bad. And their best offensive and, player is not playing. So Right. And, and the one bright spot in that offense, uh, the running back, Goodson, is not playing. So right. they, they go whatever below, whatever's below putrid. I guess abysmal. Is that what we're calling it? I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Yeah. You know, and Kentucky is pretty, pretty average offensively and they're pretty good on defense. But, you know, and Iowa's for, for as much smack as we've talked about Iowa's offense, their defense is fantastic. I, I would probably take the under all the way down to about 38 before I got real antsy. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, if I had to pick a line, I'm all over Kentucky because I don't think, I mean, Iowa may not score. They might, they might not score a touchdown. I don't know. They may not. So, I'll be, they, yeah. I feel like Anything if you're more than 10, I'll be really surprised unless, yeah. unless they get like a defensive or special team score. Yeah, no, that I could see, but Levis, I mean, he's been pretty good. He's taken care of the football most of the season. So I don't know. I, I, I like Kentucky a lot and I like the under a lot. Yeah. And it does feature uh Kentucky head coach, Mark Stoops, who is a former Iowa defensive back. Hmm. Indeed. So. This next game, I know I was all over the over in this one. Baylor and Ole yes. Miss and the Sugar Bowl. Yep. And I was not. See, and you're not, which kind of makes me wonder because you've been all over Ole Miss overs all season. Yeah. Now it's in the 50s and you're you're not like, what's going on here? At one point, you took an over 70 or something on Ole Miss. I think it was them in Louisville, wasn't it? I think it was Louisville is like week one or two and yeah, it was 74 or 76. And so what I said at the beginning of the year was until they show that they can actually, you know, Mississippi gave up 41 points a game last year. And what, you know, I said until they show they can actually play something that resembles defense just a little bit, uh, you know, I'm going to be hitting the over on them as many times as I can. And as the season went on, they started playing some defense. They're, a little bit. I think they're they're giving up like 28 a game, uh, 26, 28, something like that. But the other thing is their offense, the second half of the year, you know, they had two of their three best receivers. I don't think both of them played in the same game uh, probably the last six weeks of the year. And, you know, Matt Corral has been banged up. So I just, yeah, I, and, and the other thing, Baylor's defense is pretty good. Uh, Dave Aranda is a really good coach. Well, I mean, the line is closed. It's a pick 'em. I mean, it's at a pick 'em right now. Right. So it's, yeah. And it's, uh, so it opened it. It opened at Baylor plus two. And Baylor now it's plus two. Yeah. And then now it just it's kind of worked its way. Yeah. So, and so Baylor's offense isn't great by any stretch. Their defense is really, really good. Uh, Old Miss, their defense has been much improved from last year. And their offense is kind of, you know, they were lighting it up uh, the first half of the year and then injury here, nagging injury there. And they just haven't been quite as good. So, I think I would actually go under 54 on this, or 54 and a half, excuse me. But I do like Ole Miss to win the game. Yeah, I think Ole Miss wins this game handily. I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, call me crazy, but I think Oklahoma State just wasn't very good. Like, I mean, you look at how close the Baylor game was with them. Like, I mean, what was the final score of that Big 12 championship? Real quick. Do you remember uh, offhand? I can look it up. It was something like 22 to 20. 
Yeah. What? The, yeah, that's right. I mean, because uh, Gundy, yeah, they got down and they got stuffed on fourth and goal. That's right. So yeah. even with the terrible Spencer Sanders game, <laughs> like Oklahoma State still had the chance to win after he threw mm-hmm. four interceptions. Oh, I'm sorry, 21-16. Yeah, there you go, 21-16. Right, and, so okay. they had the chance to go up 22-21. That's right, what it was. yeah, okay. they, they had first and goal from the four-yard line and ended up getting stuffed and not getting in and losing the Big 12 championship. And Spencer Sanders throws four picks, and they still had a chance to win. So yeah. if I'm looking at but that, I'm defense going— defense was— Yeah, but Oklahoma State's you know one of the best, the one of the very best defenses in the country. Yeah, and Baylor's offense is pretty average, and they were playing the backup quarterback. But you know, look at the last month. Baylor's given up sixteen, twenty-four, ten, and fourteen points. You know, you can play defense like that in the Big Twelve. You're you're going to do well. That's against Oklahoma State, K State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. Uh, but they don't score much. Uh, you know, they score 21, 20, 27, 27. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. You know, they've only gone past 38 three times this year, and one of them was an FCS school. So, yeah. And none of those teams you mentioned that they played against are, uh, have the guru play caller on the other side. <laughs> so, I don't True. know. I kind of like Kiffin here, man. I feel like, uh, he gets to 11 and two here and they, they take care of business. I don't know. I mean, it's been a crazy year. It wouldn't shock me. Dave Aranda, he's had a lot of success in the SEC as a DC. So I don't know. Could be, could be interesting, but with Corral playing, going to the NFL, I mean, Jeff Lebby, I mean, he, he went to Oklahoma, you know, to take the OC job under Venables, but I don't think that really matters. I mean, Kiffin, that guy can call plays like nobody's business. So I, I don't know. I just, I really like Ole Miss here. And if I'm, if I've got them at a pick them, just I'll, I'll take them all day. Like I, I would take Ole Miss to, to cover that, but I would also be on the over. Oh, yeah. Well, so yeah, you had me up until on the over. <laughs> <sighs> I was with, I was with you the whole way. Oh man. And then let's see before we close out here, cause that's all the picks and a couple of the interesting games. Now, some of these games that have gone on, I mean, how many of these bowl games have you actually watched? I watched BYU and UAB. I watched a little bit of the Liberty game until it got out of hand. I did not see Utah State beat Oregon State, but I was actually surprised by that. I was surprised by that. I didn't watch it. So I watched uh, most of the Middle Tennessee State and Toledo game, which was a really good game. Yeah, Toledo was favored by like 10 and a half, weren't they? They were big favorites. Yep. Yeah, 10 and a half. And uh, that's one of the the five underdogs they covered. Um, And one of the four that won outright was the... Uh, Middle Tennessee State, 31-24 win. I watched most of it. That's a pretty good game. Scored late to take the lead. I watched the Cure Bowl, my my shots. They didn't cover, but that was a that was a fantastic game. A little confusion at the end uh, regarding officiating and the clock and all that, but it was, it was a really good game. I think there was, I want to say, seven lead changes. You know, went over halfway through the third quarter. There was zero defense in that game, but I think there were two punts, but that was a really fun game to watch. Well, um, speaking of zero defense, I can't believe I didn't lay any money on this. There, you know, you had uh, Kent State and Wyoming closed at sixty and a half. <laughs> the fi- the final closed out at ninety was the point total. Ooh, so easy yeah, cover on I, the over there, and Wyoming was a two and a half point favor. They won fifty two to thirty eight. So goodness, yeah. yeah I, I watched. Uh, oh, I watched uh, the Cajuns. I watched oh, most yeah, of that game again, against Marshall. That was a yeah, good game. Yeah, uh, they pulled away late. So 36-21, that game was closer than it looked. But uh, yeah, I watched uh, about the first 
the half of the Liberty game and then turned it off. I did not see the Utah State and Oregon State game, and I did not watch the game yesterday between Tulsa and Old Dominion. So funny to me that Louisiana's only loss of the season is Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> is that not crazy? How, it is, I mean, because I remember on the week one show picking Louisiana as my upset special that week, and I said specifically, I don't think they should be underdogs because I'm not convinced they aren't the better team. And I don't think anyone would look at these two teams at the end, you know, at the end of the year and say, yeah, Texas is a better team. No, Louisiana's won 13 straight and Texas had to scramble. You know, they were one loss away and a Kansas win from having sole possession of a last place in the big 12. Oh God. But, but you go back to that game and it's like, it really wasn't all that close. I think they won by like 18. Yeah. I, I don't, that's one I don't understand. I feel like if Texas plays them in the second half of the season, Louisiana just rolls them. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. 13 and yeah. one, and it, you know, that's just, that blows my mind. So, and then as far as the Utah state game, like them beating Oregon state, I refuse to watch it because it was called the Jimmy Kimmel bowl. So I'm out on that. Yeah. Utah state finishes the season at 11 and three wins their conference, wins their bowl game against a power five team. So good for them. That was easy money. If you had them, uh, Let's see, plus six and a half, and they ended up winning yeah. 24 to 13. So good on Money that. Moneyline was plus 202. Ooh, baby. Yeah, that's juicy. So, mm. yeah. And then let's see, the last one, Liberty. Ooh, man, that one got out of hand fast. That was ugly. They did. Hugh Freeze is earning that $4 million. <laughs> he is. He's, I didn't realize this. How long has Liberty been playing FBS football? Uh, what is this there? Oh, man. You know, that's a good question. I need to look that up real quick. Uh, okay, here it is. Yeah, they, they became a provisional FBS member in 2018. Yeah, there you go. And became a full FBS member with bowl eligibility in 2019. So, um, goodness. So, they hired him right when they were making that transition. So, this is year four of Division 1A. And they're 3-0 and in bowls. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's a good start. It's a good yeah. start. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, speaking of that game, Malik Willis. NFL quarterback, you think, or no? Man. I, I go back and forth. Like, draft people love him. Yeah, I've been really bad at projecting, like, running quarterbacks in the NFL. I remember when RG3, you know, went, uh, what was it, second overall uh, to the yep. Redskins or, well, the Washington football team now. And I hated that pick. I was like, I hate that. He's just, not that he can't throw the ball, but he's going to, he's made a glass. He's going to get killed. And that's exactly what happened. But, and I said the same thing about Lamar Jackson. I was like, he can't throw. He sucks. He can't throw the ball. And now, <laughs> like he's, you know, I mean, the guy's like, you know, was in the running for an MVP. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think Lamar Jackson always could throw the ball. He just, they never had him really throwing much. I think his numbers on T passes were pretty good. They just didn't take a whole, a whole lot of shots and they had him. Oh, well, now when he was at Louisville, yeah, I mean, he was slinging. Yeah. I mean, the guy had fucking video game numbers. He won the Heisman. But Mm -hmm. since he's been in Baltimore, has not been a prolific passer. Cam Newton, same thing. Had a great rookie season, you know, but since then he's been pretty average throwing the ball pretty much his whole career. So I I don't know. I guess it really just depends on how well they think he can actually run a pro-style offense because I honestly, I don't know that he's ever done it. Yeah, maybe not. That's kind of why I go back and forth. I was like, kind of physical attribute standpoint the guy is fantastic but you know you're going to go to the nfl and you're going to see a lot of things you've never seen before and you're going to have to kind of learn that as you go and you're not going to be doing the you know 
probably not running the same the same style offense there either. So, you know, most quarterbacks coming into the NFL, I think a lot of their success depends on where they go. And I think he might be a guy where that's an even bigger deal for him. Like, you know, that that's more important. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think uh, Kyler Murray was going to be very good in the pros, and he's uh, unbelievable. So, right. <laughs> you know, what do I know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you look and it's like, yeah, just like this year, who had Mac Jones being the best rookie quarterback in, in this year's class over Lawrence and Fields and uh, Wilson? You know, and a lot of that is because he's in a much better situation than those teams. I was going to say, I'm not going to say anything because it would sound super homerish, but I liked Mac Jones a lot, you know, coming out because I was like, yeah. I mean, the guy was the most like accurate passer in the history of the NCAA. Yeah, I th- well, I think a lot of people are on the fence about him because they're like, well, you know, he's surrounded by superstars in college. How much of this is him and how much is throwing to a Heisman receiver or a first round draft pick receiver or a first round draft pick running back? You know what I mean? It's but- Well, last year during the draft prep, when they were uh, getting ready to go, you know, when the draft was getting ready to happen. Somebody asked Devontae Smith, it was like Tua or Mac Jones. And him and Jalen Waddle were both standing there and they were both like Mac Jones. <laughs> like all day, Mac Jones. I mean, that, I don't know. So maybe that's partly, you know, oh, well, he's our, he's our teammate right now. So we got to support him right now. But right. I, me personally, I didn't like the offense Alabama ran when Tua was there. You know, I thought we threw it too much. We didn't run it enough. And I felt like, yeah, two is great and all. But, you know, I kind of like our chances with Mac Jones better because he's not going to throw it 60 times a game. We're going to, you know, we're going to put him in better situations to be successful. And I think the Patriots kind of do the same thing Alabama did. They, you know, I mean, they've won a game this year in which they attempted, what, three passes? Three. So, yeah, three. (laughs) You know, if you can win ball games and you don't have to have your guy throwing a lot. I don't know. Right. So. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think where he ended up has a lot to do with why he looks so much better than a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who is, you know, kind of universally hailed as this generational prospect is like, well, and he you know, may still the, become that because and he, he, right. You know, Urban you're Meyer, gonna look at you know, I right. Mean, what he's, are we, he's in a, he's in an awful situation right now. Right. I watched the bears play last night. Oh, Justin Fields is in an awful situation right now yeah zach wilson is in an awful situation right now because the jets are believe it or not a shit show so Mm. i don't know i was just kind of curious as far as malik willis because i think he where he where he ends up has almost as much to do with whether he's successful or not as anything else well what's funny about malik willis is you know he transferred from auburn (laughs) imagine if he still played at auburn like he left there because bo nix took over I don't know. And if you look, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was at Auburn. Transferred from there when Bo Nix got named the starter as a freshman and all that kind of stuff. So you look at those two guys now, it's not even, they're not even in the same realm. Right. (laughs) Willis is way better. What could have been? Yeah. What could have been, indeed. And then the last game that I watched a little bit, man, you talk about a disappointing end of the season. BYU. God. Just. Yeah. Could not stop the run, man. McBride had 28 carries for 183 yards and a touchdown for UAB. I mean, that's all. I, I watched most of the game. That's all they did. They just handed it off the whole game. <laughs> like, yeah, you, I, well, I think that's all they've done for much of the year. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, they 
and they had a really good season. So yeah, like welcome back to football, UAB. You know, they had a couple of years there where they didn't play any football, brought the team back and got a new stadium down there and things are looking up, man. Nine and four. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, you look at nine and four and well, one loss is to Georgia on the road. So give them a pass there. Uh, What are their other losses? At UTSA, uh, that's a 12 and one team that's playing in a bowl game right now. Uh, They lost to Rice and they lost to Liberty. So, uh, you know, the the Rice game was a six point loss. They got kind of beat up a little bit by Liberty, but, you know, they lost by three on the road to to UTSA. So they had a really, really good season. Uh, I am surprised they beat BYU, but. I am too. I took BYU in that game and they let me down. So I, I don't know. And speaking of UTSA, they're the yeah they're uh it's twenty four to thirty one right now in favor of San Diego State. So Timmy's plus two and a half is looking real juicy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah he might uh he might have a green check mark coming here shortly. Indeed. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to close us out on this uh, bowls part two, man. Unless you've got something before we go, I know we're still marinating on playoff discussions here and what we're going to end up doing. You know, recording wise for playoffs, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So I I made you know, like we said uh, beforehand, I I will I will offer my thoughts. I may not be on here to record, but uh, I'll I'll give you guys I'll, I'll throw my predictions out there with you guys, so you don't have to uh, take all the flame for me. Mm, well, good. And also, I did get word from that damn guy. He didn't offer me oh, any picks. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't offer me any picks. He uh. All, it was like a two-line email, and all it said was, been busy, don't worry, that damn guy's playoff picks will be in. Good. <laughs> and that's all it said. I was like, well, okay, you know, thanks. All right. So, Well, I, we know he's thinking of us. Yeah. And we're yeah. thinking of him. Yeah, we're thinking we don't like him. So, uh, I don't, I, And as I, much I as he be bets on underdogs, he had to be just happy as a clam when he was 5-0. and Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I was like, God, he's just getting rich over here, and I'm losing my ass. Ugh. Man, you gotta get a, you gotta get a, a cheat sheet or something. That's terrible. That'll kill us. <sighs> well, all right. Well, that's gonna wrap us up for uh, part two of the Bowl Mania. And uh, if you guys want to find us, you can find us on Twitter, or Instagram at South End Zone Pod. We are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. They've got uh, tons of podcasts on fantasy football, college football, various teams. Hockey, I mean, anything you could ever imagine, you could find it uh, with the Pigskin Podcast Network, and they're partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network. So, uh, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, and we will be back with you for our playoff preview next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Have a great day. <laughs>